Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's out there is unknown. So at UC San Diego, out we go. Because to take on the challenges of the here and now, you got to get your feet wet, your eyes open, and your mind out there way out there turning the unknown into cures culture and connections with each step forward so pack a bag a notebook and some sandals and get ready to look far and think further uc san diego learn more at ucsd.edu welcome everyone to the si media podcast i am your host jimmy trainer thank you for listening thanksgiving week hope you guys all have a great thanksgiving give you a special shout out very thankful for the si media podcast listeners this year the pod's been rolling it's doing very well so I, I am grateful and i thank you all for listening so i hope you really enjoy your thanksgiving we have kevin burkhart from fox sports lead nfl play-by-play man on the pod this week followed by train of thoughts with sal Licata. and before we get into it we've had a good run of guests here lately if you missed any recent episodes of the si media podcast subscribe and go into the archives and give a listen. Joe Buck was on the pod last week. Kevin Clark from The Ringer two weeks ago. Jim Nance three weeks ago. We got a lot on Nance in the Train of Thought segment, so check that out. Chris Russo, Dan Lebetard also on the podcast recently, so give that a listen and then uh, subscribe to the podcast. Like I said, Kevin Burkhart on becoming the lead NFL play-by-play guy at Fox after Joe Buck left for Monday Night Football, followed by Train of Thoughts, a lot of Thanksgiving talk with Sal, and we read Apple reviews this week. So make sure you tune into that and leave a review on Apple and we'll read it on an upcoming podcast. All right, let's get to it. Kevin Burkhart from Fox Sports, followed by Salakata and Train of Thoughts right here on the SI Media Podcast. All right, joining me now, the voice of the NFL on Fox. He will be in front of about 40 million people on Thursday for Giants Cowboys. First year as the lead announcer. Cell phone goes off while I do the introduction. Who's calling Gee, you? Kevin? How about that? Who's I calling mean, you, Kevin? Who's calling you? That was, uh, I didn't even look. I just hit decline to be honest with you. Get it you off. Could have, you could have seen who it was. Kevin Burkhardt from Fox. How are you? Hey, uh, good to see you again, man. Good to see you. Thanks for doing this. Big, big week with the Giants and Cowboys 425. Fox has got to be thrilled with that matchup. 
I think it was cool. Oh, look, it's cool for me. I mean, I'm getting to do a game that I, you know, watched my whole life. But, um, I, you know, I think, it, you know, growing up with the old school NFC East, I think it was cool when a matchup came out. And now it's like, holy cow, it's a hell of a game. <laughs> now it's like a huge game. So it would have been fun anyway, but this is pretty cool. I mean, it's going to be a monster game, I think. So um, and um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm gonna. I, I. I'm sure I can guess the answer to this because whenever I ask any broadcaster, they give the same answer. But do you think about the fact that it's going to be 40 million people watching you on Thursday? Well, I mean, we just had 29 million people watch our Packers Cowboys game, um, right. and I didn't think about it one time during the game. I, I don't know. Like, I'm sure every you, you know you you talk to Joe all the time. I'm sure like I don't know how you could possibly think about that. So here's what I'll say to that stuff. Um, you know, look, it's in the back of your head. Obviously, you know, a lot of people are watching, but, um, the whole thing with, you know, when Joe left and, and taking over this role and getting the Super Bowl is like, oh my gosh, so many people are going to be watching. Yeah. I mean, no shit. I mean, it's a, you know, so, um, I like it. I enjoy it. It doesn't affect how I do my job. It really doesn't. I mean, I, I'm, I'm excited that we had, you know, that many people for watching Packers Cowboys it was a hell of a game, but, um, yeah, I, it doesn't matter. I, I just, it, what matters to me is that the event is super cool and getting to be a part of it. So yeah. whether it's 29 million or, you know, 500,000 or a hundred million for the Super Bowl, whatever it is, it, I don't know. I, I just yeah. can't think about it. Yeah. Um, have you, have you noticed any differences at all being the number one guy, as opposed to the number two guy, which you, which you were for years at Fox before Joe and Troy went to ESPN? You know, I, I, not really. It, you know, look, I think I think the things that you know in the back of your head is, is you're like, hey, like you're you're the you know, the forefront of the network. Right. I mean, you, you're these America's games of the week, they're going obviously to monstrous audiences. So you are the face along with, you know, Greg and Aaron and Tom that people see every week. So you're representing a lot more than just yourself. But I, I never really thought that I wasn't doing that anyway, just because my other games weren't going to this many people. But to tell you that something has been, you know, amazingly, remarkably different, Jimmy, I don't, I don't know. I'm just, yeah. I'm just doing the games, man. Like having fun, you know, it's obviously a new crew. So, you know, when we started, we're getting in and, and, you know, you don't know, look, Joe and Troy were there for two decades, right? Like it's, you, you're, I'm not an idiot, you know, you're walking in and people have relationships. And so my philosophy was with Greg, who I'm close with. So it's kind of nice that we're doing it together. Like, let's just be us let's do the games. Like, let's be, you know, friendly and, and we'll, you know, we'll see where it goes. And everyone has been so awesome welcoming us and, and, you know, kind of making us feel like we're at home. So, you know, yeah, it's a totally different crew. We have a hell of a lot more crew and technology than we did on, uh, on the other crew. Other than that, I think once the game started, it's the games. I just, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm having fun doing it. It's been a blast. And yeah, with these, these monster audiences, but to say like, I feel like, Oh my God. I mean, you know, I think the one difference is, and again, staying with the game thing, it's like, you know, we're doing Packers Cowboys and, you know, we're there at Lambeau Sunday night and, and, you know, and then you obviously see the audience. It's just, it's just so cool to be there. Like at these monstrous games, like I've had good games before I've had playoff games before, but doing these games week in and week out, like with these a games that we get, it's, it's pretty awesome, dude. It really yeah. is. It's really interesting because we we focus so much on what you just said, the A game um, and the A crews, but the B crews get a playoff game and they get 
a good game almost every week, especially with you with the NFC. Um, like this year, for example, the NFC is so stacked compared to the AFC because you have Brady and you have Rodgers, then you have the Giants are good, the Cowboys, uh, the Niners are good, a couple other teams I'm probably missing out there. So being on that second team is good. But there is, I feel like, the difference between the B team and the A team is just, I talked, I've talked about this with Joe and you know Al has this, the big game feel, the big game f- presence, because you are that f- 425 standalone. I mean, I've, I say this almost every week on the podcast. So much attention is focused on Sunday night, Monday night. Sunday 425, CBS Fox is the money spot. That's always the highest rated. So there, so the B crew always gets a good game, it seems like, but there's still that bump to the A crew that I you know is different. Would you agree with that? I would say I felt that. I would say I felt, and, and yeah, I, I had a million great games the last 10 years doing the second crew on Fox. And again, playoff games, right? So like I, right. I was never like, oh my God, like any game, any game to me is great. Like I was just happy. I was happy as a, a pig and shit, just being in the NFL and doing games. Right. So the right. fact that, that this got, this happened is like a whole nother thing, but yes, it is cool. Like the four o'clock games you feel, you know, we did 49ers Rams a couple weeks ago and it was like, this just feels big. You know, it feels like a big game. Like it just, it's, it's the time slot. I think as much as the matchup, um, you know, we did Cowboys Packers. You're talking about obviously iconic franchises at the, the Mecca and it's getting dark out, you know, singing roll out the barrel. I mean, I, I love that stuff anyway, Yeah, but yeah, I would say I, you asked me earlier about the audience number. I would say you feel the presence of the game and the matchup and the time slot more than people right. watching. That's at least to me. Right. That makes sense. That makes sense. What, tell me where you were, what you were doing when you first found out Joe Buck was leaving and that position was open. Because you may not say it, but I would assume when you hear that position is open, your first thought is, oh, well, I'm number two. Maybe I become number <laughs> one. So I'm just curious, like what, what, you know, what you went through with that whole thing. I, all right. So I don't, I'm trying to think like, obviously, you know, when this stuff started happening and like the, you know, when Troy left and then the whispers started, I just didn't believe it. And like, I'm friends with Joe. I, I love Joe. Um, you know, and I think there's a lot of mutual respect there. Like we always got along great. So I never was like, Ooh, let me text him and see if he's, leaving. you know, like, right. Like, right. I just, you can't do that. Yeah. I just left it alone. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. I couldn't like get caught up in that stuff. I, you know, I, of course I had a million friends asking me, but I'm like, dude, like, I, I mean, I, I, I still, even though like some of the stuff was out there, I just was like, I'll believe it when I, I don't, I just can't believe Fox without Joe. I just had a hard time. So I never talked to him during it. Um, I never really let myself get lost in that. Like whatever, if it, you know, I was totally happy doing what I'm doing. And then um, when it happened, he called me and uh, he was great. You know, we talked and he's like, man, you know, I hope you get it. And it was just so I was super happy for him, but for him to think about calling me, like when that happened, like who does, like, it was just so cool. It was just so nice. And we had a great conversation and he was just pumping me up. And I just, I really appreciated it, you know, cause I, I think he did the same thing to, you know, people in our front office. It's just, you know, to, you know, Kevin's good. He could, he could handle it. And and that meant a lot. So when he called me, I was in, uh, hmm. I'm trying to think. I try, I try, I don't remember exactly where I was. I just remember that he called me like what, yeah. it, like right, right as it was happening. And that was the first time that I'd really heard from him. You know, I heard from the source, from the source himself. 
I'm glad I asked you that question because I was expecting you to say like you found out from an Andrew Marsha in tweet or something like that. So no, I like no, that he, you found out from Joe calling it. It's a good yeah, nugget right it was, there. It was cool. It was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you're, I would assume your approach in doing the game prep work and you have your meetings with the teams. I mean, none of that's different, right? You're, just, you're doing the same thing you've always done, right? Oh, my dog's going crazy. That's Sorry. all right. What is your dog's yeah. name? Uh, my dog's name is Laura. She is a little oh, okay. uh, chihuahua. She's a, she's a, if she comes back, I'll show you. Um, it's okay. I was I yeah. just wonder if it has a spoil. Uh, it seems like every sports person their dog has a sports name somehow. So no, my, when we we rescued her years ago, and my son uh, named her after Laura Croft from Tomb Raider. For so, okay. so that's it. That's there's no other that's story it. than that. So now yeah. I now I totally forgot the question. Would you? I'm sorry about um just in prep and just in prep work. And, oh yeah, and the prep your approach stuff. to the game. No, that's it. I mean, that's Jesus. I. I I, you know, I, you know, when, when this whole thing happened, obviously, like, you know, look, you, you know, that as time goes on, people get used to being in the seat and there's more, maybe more things you got to do. Maybe more times you got to do some things that are involved in promotion or sales or just things that you, you know, that obviously the guy who does the A game gets pulled into, but like, I'm still like, I told myself like, okay, I'm going to do this the way that I've always done it, right? Like they put me in this spot thinking that I'm I'm doing a good job. I have done a good job the last nine years. So I'm just going to keep everything the same. I really haven't changed anything in terms of prep yeah. or how I go about my business or right. hopefully the way that, you know, I treat people. I just, I'm just keeping it the same way I, until somebody tells me differently. Yeah, it wouldn't make sense to change it because you got moved up to the number one spot because they like what you do. So why change it? Yeah, it's kind of, I was kind of sense. Thought. Yeah. Kind of. Kind of um, point, I guess. <laughs> what what is feedback bit like? Have you noticed a lot more feedback to your games, whether positive or you know, our, our fans like you know, Joe's always saying, and all the everyone says they you know, fans think you hate their team. Uh, has that increased? Has it been mostly positive? What's been feedback? I'm sure it's you don't check out. Twitter because anyone who's a play by play person who has brains should not check Twitter. Yeah, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't look. If you think I'm going on Twitter during a game or after a game, I'm not. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll go through, some, you know, during the week, sometimes later in the week, and just see. And and I used to respond a lot more. And it's a shame because I actually, I actually like Twitter and I like a lot of the responses. But there's, you know, I just, I can't waste my time. I get involved in some of the negative stuff. So yeah. I think it's probably the same. There's always people who say you suck. You're rooting for this team, or God, you're rooting for the Cowboys. You're rooting for the Pack. I like. I got news for you. And I know you've heard this from others before. I, I'm rooting for a good game. I, that of course. Is what, that is what yeah. I am. I'm rooting for drama in the fourth right. quarter. That's what I'm rooting for. So I don't think right. it's been really any different. I think, look, when I got this, I think it's it's just like anything else. Like the more, you know, maybe people have seen me before in NFL. Maybe people have seen me in the World Series. I'm sure there's people like, who the hell is this guy in for Joe and Troy at some point? But you know what? Guess what? You know, 10 weeks in and then we're doing Thanksgiving and then we're doing playoffs like People figure out that, you know, Greg and I are the people that are doing the games now. And so it just takes some time. Whether they like me or not, I can't control that. But I could never control that. So I don't think it's really much different. I think it's the same yeah. the same stuff as it always. People are going to like you great. If they don't, I can't really help that. And it worked out nicely that you got bumped up with Greg Olson because you don't have to now worry about a new partner and new chemistry. And, you know, you guys have worked together for a couple of years now. So that had to be nice just to keep the same analyst with you. You know, it, it was to be completely fair. I mean, you know, work, I, I've worked with plenty of new people for baseball and football and it's, you know, it takes work to build chemistry. It's not easy, right? It doesn't come overnight. So getting to do that with Greg, who I really love uh, and respect, and I've known him forever. 
Yeah, that was great. Uh, you know, because the thing that was great is we knew we had chemistry already. Like we knew we knew each other really, really well. We worked one year together. Like I said, I've known him since he was a kid. So, you know, having that already in the bank when you know you're going to have all these eyeballs on you and not having to work on that, just work on our craft and then, you know, work with the new crew and getting used to each other. That was, that was a, a, a relief almost in some ways, you know, it's because it's just one thing you, you take off the table. So, yeah, it's been great. What do you think makes Greg so good at being an analyst? I think he sees the game so well. And I just think he, there are so many times during a game when I look over, I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Or oh, I didn't know that. Or, you know, you know, he, first of all, I think he's excellent at diagramming plays and what's happened or why this worked or why this didn't work. Like there's so many times I'm like, oh, that's really cool. Um, and then it's just like, he says things and he sees things like, um, you know, we're again, I keep referencing the Packers Dallas game, but that's a game that's in my head because we just did it. You know, this play Christian Watson got discombobulated and he couldn't find the ball. And Greg's like, you know, he always taught look up, not back. When you look back, you lose set of everything. You have to look up. And I was like, oh, that was an interesting. I never thought of that. It makes complete sense, but I never thought about that. So I just think he's, I think he's a great teacher. I think he's fun. He's not, he doesn't take himself seriously at all. You know, there was a moment last year where we were doing a, a Christmas game on NFL network or Christmas, uh, maybe it was the 20, it was a couple of days for Christmas. And we, we come on camera and he sat on the cough button and he's talking and I'm not hearing it. I'm like, what is, why am I not hearing him? I look and his, you know, his ass is on the big box that has a cough button. I was like, dude, and we just have fun. Like he doesn't yeah. take it. He takes the job seriously, but he doesn't take himself seriously. And I just right. don't, I don't think there's enough of that. Like, yeah. I don't know. I think he's great. Uh, I, I love that you gave me the answer you gave me because I, I do think he's really, really good. He might, he's unbelievable at the X's and O stuff. He's really, really good at that. I feel as a viewer, someone's, you know, wants to know about a play. He's great with the X's and O stuff. Um, though I, I've had one criticism of Greg, but I have it of almost every announcer. Yeah. So if you want to pass this along to him, just don't be afraid to rip the refs don't cover for the refs too many announcers cover the refs are terrible every announcer says oh they do a great job they have the hardest job in the world when they blow a call you pound them it's enough they're terrible the thing, you know the thing is we really don't have to do it because we got Pereira so Mike is just like yeah I, I, you know Mike will do it for us he just yeah. says I didn't, I didn't see that <laughs> so it's Dude. almost like he takes it off our plate yeah that's the only thing I just, I, and I, I think it's because he's still relatively new. I think the guys who've done it forever can get away with bashing the refs a little more without worrying about if, like, you know, Roger Goodell, their front office, like, gives him a phone call or something. I, you know what I think? I don't, I don't know. I don't think any of us are mm -hmm. thinking about that. Uh, I mean, that's never happened. But I think, the, I think what we forget about Greg, too, he's so good. He, he's just, he's still like a, a, you know, a baby giraffe. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. And he's just barely done television. Like it's like people you know, think he's been around for 30 years. Like he just started TV last right. year. So I will tell him as he gets, uh, you know, I will yeah. tell him to, right. you know, MF a referee for the season. Just over say there's like this loser who has a podcast who wants you to kill the refs. That's all. Sure. Um, <laughs> now you are in, and I'm curious if you think it's awkward. I think you're in like this super awkward thing here where you've got Brady waiting in the wings. Maybe awkward's not the right word. Because that, that I feel like awkward has a negative connotation. It's not negative. But it's a little bizarre that you get bumped up, you're with Greg Olson. It comes out Brady's gonna be an analyst for 10 years. Um now he's playing obviously and you're doing your thing with Greg. So 
do you think about the Brady thing and potentially working with him? Uh, is there any communication with Tom? Like, what is that whole deal at this point? Yeah, so multiple layers to this. Um, I don't even remotely think about it right now. Um, and I can't. Like, so when this all went down, I'll give you a little backstory. It all went down, obviously. And, and you know, yeah, it's how, you know, with Greg and, like, you know, the, the terms of, you know, whenever Tom's done playing or whatever the situation is. And so, you know, um, texted with Tom and, you know, that the basic, you know, text and back and forth. And then that was it. Like I said to myself, I'm, I, I can't think about that and until and if it happens. Right. Like I'm I can't right. I, got, I got too much right. of my own plate. And I also have so much love and respect for Greg. And then, you know, Greg and I talked about it openly uh, for a while. And like, you know, our thing is just like let's just enjoy the hell out of this ride and, you know, we'll see how long it goes and where it goes. Like you just, you don't, you don't know what tomorrow is. So like, I know that sounds cliche, but that's truthfully what happened. And then, you know, the only next thing was we obviously have a lot of Tom games is, is when we had them the first time, both guys were awesome. Like, you know, we're in the production meeting and, and uh, Greg just diffused the whole situation and Brady was great busting, uh, busting balls. And, it was just it was fun like they made can you share fun. can you share how greg broke the ice there or what went down did he like have a specific thing he said or? yeah I, i'll tell you that I, I can tell you one thing on some of the other stuff i'll leave with us but like it was you know just when we came on um you know and they know each other um right but when we came <laughs> when we came on we're just shooting the shooting the shit at first and like you usually do for you actually start the, these meetings and uh greg said and hopefully he doesn't mind me saying this but greg said tom i gotta tell you this tv thing sucks it's just <laughs> it's so <laughs> but it was great we were That's dying yeah, dying yeah. laughing and it was just it was fun yeah. like you know we, yeah. we had a good back and forth so you know and tom we, seems like the type of person who has a sense of humor that would appreciate that kind of comment he absolutely I, did and yeah, he yeah. was great like busting chops back and you know i i just think I haven't thought about it for one single second since the news broke. I just can't like, it's like yeah, yeah. And, and he, he can't either, by the way. So yeah, yeah, that's, that's the story. I think about it week to week because for me, it's going to be content. So I'm like, and the funny thing with Brady and the funny thing with Brady is like, you know, it started out where it was like, you know, they were playing, playing badly. He looked miserable and I'm like, okay, well, he's definitely retiring this year. He'll be at Fox next year. I got to get him on the podcast. Maybe, you know, all this stuff. Then it's, you know, then the, the personal stuff happens. You're like, well, now who knows? Maybe he'll play. Maybe now they win two games. It's like, oh, he's going to play now. A couple, like it's such a roller coaster with him. You just never know what's going to happen. So it makes sense for you not to think about it because who the hell knows what he's going to do? You know, he's he's one of these guys. I think you're not you're not going to be able to predict. That's for sure. Yeah, I can't. I just can't. I'm, you know, yeah. see, where, see it, where see where it goes in the future. I do think what's fascinating from your standpoint, you mentioned. I was going to ask it as a separate, but like the fact that you do Bucks games and have these meetings with him and. You know, it's like, oh, may see you next year, may see you in two years, may see you in five years. You know, like it's it's just like everything else. So like it's like, you know, people are, you know, like my, you know, friends or people that I meet, like, uh, you know, how do you not like root for a team or whatever? Because, you know, obviously you grew up, you know, rooting for teams. I'm a sports nut. Right. That's why I got into this. Like, you just right. don't think about it. Like, I, you know, I, there's never been one time when you go into a game and like, you, I don't know, it just doesn't enter your mind. Like, I'm, I'm sure most people don't believe that, but it, I, it I believe really you not enter my mind. I believe you. I, I believe you. Um. What do you think about now you're going to be working Thanksgiving, we mentioned, and you're going to be working Christmas Day. You'll yeah. have uh, Packers at Dolphins, which 
will be decent because you'll, the Packers are out of it, but they'll have Rodgers, but the Dolphins are hot to a, but what about like working those holidays, not being with family? Is that like, do you care? What's that like for you? Cause some people, yeah, you, you know, you know weird. what, Jim, like I, I, you, it is, it is what it is, right? Like, it's yeah. like, you're, if you're getting, if you thinking of working, not, you know, having weekends and holidays off, you're probably not in the right field. Um, you know, my family's going to come to Dallas. Um, I did Cowboys radio for a couple of years. I'm like, they had a national radio network for Compass. So yeah. we spent Thanksgiving in Dallas before and we had a great time. You just, you know, when you're doing this, like holidays and birthdays and things are not, they don't have to be like on the day, right? right. Like they don't have to be on the day. Um, I don't think I've ever worked Christmas before. I worked Christmas Eve before. That'll be a weird one. So I don't know what I'm doing yet family-wise for that. Um, You know, and I love Christmas. The biggest problem, yeah, see, like if you love Christmas, here's the problem you're going to have. It's not that you're working on Christmas. You're going to be in Miami for Christmas. You don't want it to be like 70 and so you want a little 20 degree cloudy. Yeah, snow, like that's going to be the weird thing more than anything. So I will say, if I still lived (laughs) in Jersey, I would have a really hard time with it because yeah. like you know, it's cold, but I've been in California now for a decade and it's like, yeah. you know, Christmas day is 65 degrees. So I, I'm right. with you. You feel yeah. like you need a little cold weather, a little flurries and all that. It, that it might, it still might be a little weird, you know, maybe I'll yeah. throw on a Santa cap. Everything will be fine. I don't know. <laughs> hey guys, it's Rich Davis from Cavino and Rich here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance or any terrain from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew could stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you could sit back and enjoy the wide open views with the whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter what your style, you could drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, (sighs) D.C. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save 40% site-wide. Get 40% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. A couple more things on football, then I want to ask you a couple of things about baseball, because obviously you do the studio for Fox. Um, It it is... it's a, it, it was amazing everything that happened in the offseason with all of the announcers switching and you getting promoted. It, it just seemed like, and you know, we talked about the Brady thing, another layer in all this. You get bumped up to the A crew with Greg, and it's the year Fox has the Super Bowl. Right. Do you feel any pressure with that at all? And not because of the viewership number, but just, I mean, the Super Bowl has become a holiday in this country. It is whether, you know, I don't know if broadcasters want to admit it. You're calling a Super Bowl, it's a big freaking deal. Any pressure or are you looking forward to it and you don't even care about pressure? What about that? It's a, I mean, it's a huge deal. <laughs> it's, look, I think for me, there's a couple of things. It's, it's historic in terms of the amount of people that have done it in the world, right? I mean, there's been, right, right. it's either 10 or 11 um, play-by-play mm-hmm. announcers that have called the Super Bowl before. So, I mean, right. just being like, in that company is amazing to me and I'm fortunate to be there. So that's number one. Yeah, I'm super jacked to do the freaking Super Bowl. I mean, it's like, you know, I had Super Bowl parties every year growing up as, as a little kid, you know, and then when I got older, I had my own place. I like, you know, the Super Bowl was the thing. And, um, you know, I'm not nervous. I'm excited. I mean, when we get there, like it, that week of, I'm sure there'll be some nerves, but like it, I don't know. I feel like having some nerves is a good thing. You know, like um, I remember years ago, um, like I could, I, I like it. I'll channel it. Like, you know, um, and I can't be like nervous about, you know, screwing up or whatever. I just, I just gotta do the game. Like the way I always do the game, you know, I, I never want to screw up every, every once in a while it happens. <clears throat> but like the first time I did a playoff game, which was my first year at Fox 2013, I just remember we were in Seattle and, uh, you know, uh, game started the plate, you know, place going nuts, Legion of boom, the play, it was crazy. You know, we're taking it in and, director's taking shots and I'm just kind of taking it in and I'm laying out and he's kind of like he's kind of like go because <laughs> I was kind of like zoning out I was like oh this is awesome it's like oh hey all right here we go <laughs> so I'm sure it'll be like just like that moment of you know maybe an hour before maybe kickoff like holy shit it's like, actually doing the Super Bowl but like I, yeah. I'm just I'm excited man like yeah. it's yeah it'll be cool now you've been doing this for a long time, which again, when you got bumped up when Joe left from B to A, I mean it it's not like the biggest deal in the world because like you said, you've been doing this a long time. You everyone thinks you're great. It's not but I'm just curious, when you do make that move, do you reach out to, you know, I don't know, Al or Tariko or anyone for advice or you don't you don't really need advice at this point, or did you seek any? You know, I I just talk to people in general, but I didn't when that happened, like I didn't um you know, I didn't reach out and, and, you know, take a bunch of notes and call people yeah. like, oh, hey. so I did talk to Joe, um, yeah. down the road, not like right when it happened, but before the season, like uh, we talked for a while, just on just different stuff, um, you know, handling everything and just some of the, you know, certain things. So I had a long conversation with him, which was great. Um, you know, I text some of the other guys here and there. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I, I think it's just, 
to me, I, I, I felt like I, I just needed to keep doing what I was doing. It's not to say that yeah. I not to say that I can't learn. It's not to say that I'm not looking to learn. But I feel like the more that I put in my head of like, okay, got to do this, got to do this. What about this? Then I, I would just mess me up. So yeah, yeah. I decided to talk with Joe. I just text organically with you know Tariko or anybody else, and and just you know in in other announcers just in general. But I I didn't have like multiple phone calls yeah. of how to do a Super Bowl. Uh, I know how those guys have done it. I've watched them all. Um, I'm not trying to be them. I can't be them. They've done it. They've been in that seat for a long time. So maybe when we get closer, like when we get closer to that week, we get in the playoffs. I might revisit it. But no, I, I other than Joe, that's I kind of left it at that. Now, when I first reached out to you to come on the pod, it was because I was in a sports bar on a couple of Sundays ago. Yeah. And unfortunately, well, I shouldn't say unfortunately because they're decent now, but in the sports bars here, I'm in New York, Long Island. They have the sound usually on the Jet or Giant game, so I didn't wasn't able to hear you. But at one point, I looked up to the screen, and you were in Detroit calling the Packers-Lions game at 1 o'clock. Mm. And I had seen you like 10 hours earlier doing the game six world series ceremony in Houston. And I said, now how the hell did he pull this off? And like, I know this is a big, like Chris mad dog Russo thing, and I'm not that extreme with it, but I was like, this is a really interesting broadcasting. Sorry. Tell me like the logistics of what you did from the game six world series final to then being in Detroit for the Packers lions game. All right, Becky. So uh, you're in yeah. Houston. You got the game yeah. six. Uh, that's fine. He dog, he does love it too. He uh, loves. He went. He, he went it. absolutely nuts last week with Andrew Catalan and the Buffalo Cleveland game getting moved. He spent like his whole show detailing Andrew Catalan's travel, and had Andrew. He had on a weatherman to talk about the weather in Buffalo, and he had Catalan on. And Catalan had told. This was actually an interesting thing. Catalan told. Catalan traveled separately, so Catalan does the games with James Lofton, right? And their sideline reporter Amanda Renner, and he said they were flying from San Diego to Buffalo with a stopover or a changeover in Detroit, where the game got moved to. But the announcement that the game was going to be in Detroit wasn't until after they had their stopover. So they flew all the way from San Diego to Buffalo, stopover in Detroit, got to Buffalo, and then had to drive to Detroit where they were for the stopover. Dog's head was about to explode when Catalan told them this story. That's unbelievable. That's a great yeah. one. And yeah. had to drive back, so he couldn't get a flight back. Catalan did the interview with Russo driving from, Detro from Buffalo to Detroit, and Dog was yelling at him about what route he was taking. Wasn't was, he driving <laughs> through the blizzard? Wasn't he driving through it? Or was, um, did it not happen at that time? I think it didn't happen yet. It was because this was the day, but it was on the Thursday when they moved the game. So the blizzard hadn't started yet. I didn't I hear think. this with Doug, but I almost feel like yeah. I need to call uh, Andrew after this because I want to hear it myself. You like, should. You yeah. should. I need the Doug. This was Doug was questioning Catalan like someone on like the January 6th hearings. Like he was badgering him to no end about why are you doing this? Why didn't you get a connecting? Why it was, and I'm an idiot because I'm listening to it and I love every minute. I'm like, what's wrong with me that I love that this guy's a lunatic with travel stuff. And then I'm asking you about being from in Houston and green Bay in a 12 hour span. So it rubs <laughs> off, I guess I was, uh, you know, it's funny. I get sheepish talking about it. Cause it's not like I'm like digging ditches here. I mean, I, I did, no, yeah. but it's just interesting. It has nothing to do with, you know, Comparing a, yourself was, to anyone else. This a, is what you yeah, did. It was, super, it was a super fun month. Like it was really cool yeah. to be involved in like all the the playoff baseball. Uh, and I missed a, uh, I missed a couple games just because stuff was on Sunday. But basically, 
you know, they shuttled me back and forth. So I would do, you know, uh, Niners Chiefs, then go do NLCS. And it was fun. I mean, the uh, the only thing that sucked is at the end. Well, I, I know because I talked to you that week is that I got sick. Like, I guess just, you know, after a while, you're on 8,000 planes and around everybody's sick. So, yeah. so I was, I was, I was starting to get sick Saturday game six. I just felt it like, you know, just felt it coming on and like, whatever, I don't care about that, but it's always the voice I've had. Like when I was younger, I had like multiple sinus surgeries that I always get. Like when I get it, uh-huh. it's like always a whole thing. So like, that's what worries me. I could care less how I feel, but yeah. you know, you're always worried about, you don't want to lose your voice for the, for the game. Right. So, um, you know, I did the thing. I did the the trophy. Game six. We did the post-game show and then shot up and the, they had us on a plane and I got to Detroit. I guess it was, uh, I guess it was 3 a.m. maybe. Wow. Something like that. When we when we uh, got to the land and got to the hotel and then, you know, it got a, a little uh, long nap in basically. Got up, showered, and then I, I woke up. I was like, oh, man, I just felt it like all kind of like, uh, but I was okay. So, you know, woke up, had a giant vat of coffee, took a steaming hot shower, and I got to the game later than normal. They all, like, the crew was awesome. They all did, like, all these things for me, like, to kind of, I mean, to the point of this is how good it is, all right? Like, Casey Garland, who's our BA, like, had the hotel, like, I got my suit there and pressed the suit. So literally I woke up and my suit was in my closet. Usually I bring it myself and iron it myself. Right, so I literally right. woke up, I ordered a coffee, steaming hot shower. The suit was already there, put it on, grab the coffee out the door, go to the game. And then got to the game, talked with Greg about stuff. Didn't even go to the field that day. Usually we're always down on the field. I just needed the extra. Did you, you know, feel it again? And I'm not, this is not Kevin. This is me asking Kevin a question. He's not saying he's where he has a, incredibly tough job but is it hard to call a game and be up energetic your voice for three hours when you've gotten two or three hours of sleep like did it feel like a normal game or did it feel different because you had that travel you know it felt like a normal game i i I was i mean i would i was hopped up on caffeine it felt like because like you you just like locked in like you're laser focused in once it starts you're like this after the game flying back to la i was dead (laughs) that makes sense yeah and like that was the end of the world series so like monday and like monday i got sick like full-on sick and like monday i was just like this like i think it just you kind of like you zone out and you focus in you power through and then monday i was just like (laughs) and then i and then i'm the idiot who messaged texted you about coming on the podcast you were probably like this asshole's texting me now i'm sick as a dog (laughs) i was like houston and green bay hang out but i was like man i don't think this is the week i think i need to chill this week so yeah it was that it, you know, you know, it was so cool. I had so many people like, again, like I, I'm sheepish talking about it. Cause it's not like, Oh my God, you're working so hard, but it's so freaking awesome to be like handing out the trophy of the world series. And then 12 hours later, you're doing an NFL game. Like it was just fun. It was, it I'm was telling neat. you, when I looked up at the TV for, at the sports one, I say that I'm like, what, 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 what the hell is going on? What? I, I figured you would have had the week off. It was um, cool. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, listen, this is when the NFL season is here as an NFL announcer, you just, this is it. You got to go. Um, I may have asked you this before, and this has absolutely nothing to do with Joe Davis or Fox or anything. I'm just curious. Did you do the studio? Obviously, you're a great NFL play by play guy. Did you ever want to do baseball play by play? It was at why studio? Why did you ever want to do the games or you never had that desire for baseball? You know, because I, I know with I the like Mets, it. you're obviously a sideline reporter. Just for anyone yeah. around the country who doesn't know, so I've never heard you actually do the games. I think you filled in, obviously here and there. I've done, but, I, yeah, I've yeah. done games. I've done game for Fox. I filled in, you know, not a lot, but I filled in for Gary Cohen um, on the Mets over over time. Right. Um, I really like 
the difference. I really, you know, so I love doing NFL play by play, but I love doing the studio for baseball because it's so different. And I've always taken a lot of pride in being versatile. Like people back in the day were like, oh, you, you got to pick one thing, you know, and I never wanted to pick one thing. So I actually have always really enjoyed, you know, doing play by play for NFL and then doing studio. And, and quite honestly, you know, the, Fox supports it so much and they've, you know, they've, they've pumped up our show and made our show like a great thing. And so I love it. Um, you know, and, and the cool thing you mentioned, Joe Davis, that is, um, mm -hmm. not Buck. When we both found out at the same time, we we're, we were both doing the PAC 12 tournament and our boss flew out and, and kind of told us separately, but the same day, like what was going on. And it was really cool. Like we, that night, like we uh, popped a bottle of champagne together. And I think it was kind of like a, it was a cool like brothership moment, like just really happy for the other guy. And like, you know, so um, uh, the, the play by play stuff never crossed my mind. I really. Yeah. I yeah. Really I didn't mean it as like, why, why didn't you take over from, I didn't mean it that way at all. I just meant you've done studio you know, like for so many years. Play -play. Yeah. Well, cause you do base, you do NFL play by play, you know, that's why I just. I do. Like, I like it, but I like yeah. doing the studio and I, and I like, uh, if I'm being mm -hmm. honest, I like NFL play by play better. Yeah. I mean, I would imagine, especially, I mean, well, what's interesting is, you know, I, ju I just had Buck on and he said, when I asked him about the negative feedback from fans, he said it was all baseball. He said football, he really never had a problem with the negative feedback. It really came from baseball. And I've been trying in my head since he's told it to me to, I would think the NFL fan is the lunatic fan. You know, it just seems I think to fit so. I, I know why that is. Because yeah. obviously I did regional TV baseball. He, that's what he said, yeah. With NFL, you have your favorites and you have people who you like more than others. Like I know when I was a fan, like I know there are people that I liked hearing on the game that I wanted to watch more than others. It's just like every, like, you know, do you like red or green better? Like it's, you know, like everything else. Right. Um, but I don't remember being like, oh my God, I, I hate this person. Um, with baseball, <laughs> you watch your local people every single yeah. day for five months. And then for the postseason, here we come parachuting in and like get used to the new voices for the next week, two weeks, month, whatever it is. So it's like you're like, I want my own my own guys. So it's like there's that regional affiliation, reality TV love that you're, you know, we're in people's living rooms every night for six months. And then all of a sudden you go to the playoffs and it's like, wait, it's somebody different. That's why. Yeah. 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 Let's, uh, let's wrap up with this. Since you mentioned the regional versus local with baseball, obviously my, how I first ever discovered Kevin Burkhart was you doing Met games. Sideline reporter did a great job with that. And the Mets have an excellent, excellent local crew here, SNY TV, with Gary Cohen, Rondar, and Keith Hernandez. Do you have any Keith Hernandez stories from working with him back in the day? I mean, he is, you know, there are characters in broadcasting. And, you know, again, mostly it's a national level. I'm thinking of like the Bill Waltons and, and you know, but locally there are characters. We ha we're lucky in New York because we have Sterling. But Keith Hernandez is an all-timer, an absolute all-timer. So I would imagine you must have a, a couple of stories about working with Keith back in the day. He he is an all timer. He is a, he is a, just like you see him on the air. He's exactly like it off the air, and it is beautiful. Most of the key stories I can't share. <laughs> um, he would routinely like open up my mic when I was on the sideline and make me laugh. Like all the time, he would just say something that would be funny as hell, and I would I'd pee in my pants. Yeah. there's there's so many things with Keith I mean one of my favorites <laughs> with him is you know 
and we we you know obviously spent a lot of time together. He's a he's a close friend. I love when you know we'd always ask him Seinfeld stories, of course, and I I think he's told this publicly. But I love I love when he talks about the uh, uh, the kissing scene with Elaine because he's like Kev, I messed that scene up uh, purposely. You know, I wanted to do it over and over. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the funny thing is i could see him doing that it's not just yeah. like he did it he did it on action oh no we need this or can you do yeah. this and like i could see him saying like oh you know i gotta mess this up so i could do the kissing scene over like he's, yeah i freaking i love that whole group those guys i'm so close with them yeah. um yeah they're 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 great since you mentioned seinfeld I, i'm gonna i'm gonna share a little secret here for the listeners we're taping this on friday november 18th so I can enjoy my Thanksgiving and my producer Shelby can enjoy his Thanksgiving. So we're taping this a little ahead of time, which I never do, but this is a good case to do it. So on the day we're taping this Friday, November 18th, today is the 30th anniversary of the contest episode. Oh, and I bring that up for two reasons. One, I cannot believe it's been 30. Like, you know, every day you do that whole, like, Oh, I feel old today when you see this or this, you know, this song that came out 30 years since that episode is frightening in terms of like how old I feel from that. But I went, because wow. I put it, put the clip in my column and I went and watched that opening scene. I don't know how Jason Alexander didn't win Emmys every single year. He only, he never won. It, it His delivery of, when he gets, he's telling the story again, he goes, I was alone. Like, how did he not win Emmys every, that the work he does in that episode is off the charts. You know, it's funny, I, I, first of all, I can't believe it's been 30 years. Holy I God. know, it's crazy. But I, it's like the only show, like even still, like last night. So I'm down in my office last night. I'm doing uh, prep work and uh, I have the TV on and flipping around. And I was like, oh, I think I think Seinfeld's on, you know, local channel. So of course it is. So if I have it on in the background and the Kramer finding the Merv Griffin set. <laughs> Oh, that's a top 10 episode for sure so, I, I'm, Absolutely. so I'm literally yeah. like I'm, I'm doing it in my stuff and then next thing you know I'm just like this and like for a half hour I just don't do any work because I just even right. though I've seen the episode literally right. 48 times it's still right. well that so that's the, like I've seen the contest episode 50 times but when I wanted to find the YouTube clip this morning to put in the column I'm watching it like it's the fr I'm like riveted to every word I don't know what it is about it but Oh, just hooks you in every time. It's just, that, that's the greatest. That kind of yeah. made my day. It also made me sad because now I realize how old I am. Good I Lord. Know. The thing about that episode is, you know, everyone gets caught up in the fact that it's a, you know, about masturbation. If you watch that episode, it's all about the way each person in that show delivers their lines. It's it's oh, not even course. what they say. It's all in the delivery. It's just, it's so good. It's it's really, uh, but 30 years is frightening. Frightening. It's right. It's now. See, now I'm gonna have to. Now I'm gonna have to go on and find the. Do you think? Do you think you'll be one of these play-by-play -play guys thirty years from now, still doing the games? I mean, I'm sure you haven't thought that far ahead. But when you see like an Al Michaels who's 78 and he's still on top of his game, are you like, yeah, I can see that being me? Or do you think like I'm not doing this for 30 years? I, Al's friggin' amazing, man. I mean, he he's incredible. Um, I, you know, I, I don't, I, I will say this. I, yeah, to say like, oh, I, I'm 30 years down the road. I haven't thought about it. I mean, hopefully right. everything's good and everybody's healthy and everything. But I would right. say if I had a choice, you know, like they'll, they'll tell you when you're, you know, when it's time to move on, right? Whether the, the audience or your bosses or whoever. Right. But if I had a choice, 
I think I'd probably love to be doing this in some capacity, e- even if I'm on, you know, some island for half the year. I, I just right. love it too much. Like yeah. I love like being involved in these games and being at these games and getting a chance to, to do it. So I think if I if I had a say in it, I'd like to be at least yeah. doing it in some capacity. Yeah. Well, and you got to wait for Tom because he's got ten years to do so, supposedly with his contract. So you know he may play for another five. So that'll. You know, then you're 15 years down the road, but by the time that contract's over. Oh my gosh. Now you're just yeah. 15. Now all of a sudden the, the episode is 45 year anniversary. Exactly. Jeez. Can we, can, yeah. we, can we do this year first? It's, it's scary how it all flies by, but I appreciate you coming on and uh, best of luck the rest of the season. And uh, you will have many, many eyeballs on you. Thanksgiving, Super Bowl, big, big year. Maybe we'll talk to you. Uh, in that two-week window before the Super Bowl, if uh, you're up for it, yeah, down. I mean, not not yeah. as many uh, eyeballs and earballs as uh, as the Jimmy Traina podcast, but it'll yeah, be well. close. It'll be close, hopefully. Similar. All right, Kevin. Happy Thanksgiving. Take care. Stay uh, stay healthy there. It's important. You too, man. Be well. All right. All right. Take care. Thanks. What up, everyone? It's Lunchbox from the Bobby Bone Show, and I'm here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get you anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Oh, it's such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. 
He scores. Go to Blinds.com for 40% off site-wide and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for 40% off site-wide at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. All right, joining me now, as he does every week for the weekly Train of Thoughts segment from WFAN Radio, SNY TV in New York, Sal Licata. Sal, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. The time is here. Best time of the year. I'm a complete mess because I don't, I hate taping this podcast ahead of time. I like it to be as timely as possible. And we taped, and so we always tape the podcast on Tuesday or Wednesday. So we taped the Burkhardt interview that everyone just heard on Friday, and we're taping this on Monday night. And I forgot what I wore during the Burkhardt interview, so now I'm probably not even matching from, so the, the whole thing's a mess. We're not doing a best bet today because I can't give out a best bet on a Monday. I think, Thank whatever, you. it's stupid. It's all stupid. We'll read some reviews, though. We'll read reviews. Before we read reviews, Thanksgiving, Bills-Lions is the first game. And when Jim Nance came on this podcast three weeks ago, I was trashing the Lions and saying it's it's enough already with the Lions and things. I've said this for years. It's enough. It's not cute. It's not funny. Right. And now they've rattled and they've rattled off three in a row, and that's significant. And the Bills have struggled a little bit because Nance said if the Lions get a lead at any point in the fourth quarter, he's mentioning me and the SI Media podcast. <laughs> now. Uh, that I, is great. I'm an idiot because I listened back to it today. I should have I should have fought back and said it has to be a tie or the lead, but he said a lead. So do I have a chance? No. I'm gonna be rooting for it like hell. I mean, I, that would be the highlight, I'm sure, of I know your day, but I would love to hear that. <laughs> uh the Lions are and plus the bill. This is due for a squash game. The Bills haven't been playing well, to your point. Lines have won three in a row. People now have false hope. I'm rooting for you. I don't think it's going to happen. So you're not, you don't think the Lions three-game winning streak means anything? You don't think to Josh have a Allen's... a lead against the Bills in the fourth like, quarter? Josh have, Allen's injured elbow is a factor here. If Allen gets hurt, you might, ha- might have a chance. Well, Other than that. His elbow is banged up right now. I know, Lions, but in the fourth quarter? Lions at home on Thanksgiving. Nah, you know, I mean, huh? how much, how big are you going to be betting the bills on that day? Well, I know you listen, gonna- <laughs> I'll just say this, you know, I love you, but I'd much rather you say I have no chance than have a chance. I, that's fine with me. You're right. Let, let's put the Sal Jinx on. I hope it works. For let's you. go. What do you, what, what do you think though? Your gut? What do you think? I have to say, I'm worried about the bills. Well, I mean, you know, they're they over, right? You're not getting that probably. Probably. Um, what is it, 11 and a half? 11, I think it is. Oh, you might. I mean, I guess you could still. <sighs> There's just, they're off. I mean, I watched that game against Cleveland because I got, I ended up betting over 20 and a half points for the Browns and I got lucky to win that. <laughs> they're just not sharp, the Bills. And now listen, <clears throat> maybe, the, you know, listen, they had to go through the stuff with the snow. They did, the game's in Detroit instead of in Buffalo. Actually, maybe that'll help me out this week. Because they went from Buffalo to Detroit. They're going back to Buffalo and then back to Detroit for Thursday. Why wouldn't they just stay? You know, what they, gonna, they didn't want to stay in Detroit from Sunday to Thursday. Fair enough. I guess if it's so, easy back and forth. then whatever. Maybe there's some jet lag in there for me. And Nance mentions the pod. You're going to be rooting. Well, you don't care. You want the Bills to win so you get your over. But you just need the Lions to somehow mm-hmm. have a lead. 
I was looking three. I was looking forward to like not having to pay attention to the early game because I thought it'd be like, you know, 40 to 13 Buffalo. Now, where will you see? This is what I want to know. End of the third quarter, Lions up 21-20. Where are you watching Jim Nance come back from break to start the fourth quarter? My aunt and uncle's house in my uncle's den. Everybody shut up. Shut up. Oh, yeah. I'll be in there by myself. I'll be in there by myself. Okay. All right. Yeah. The family's got to be quiet. Huddle around the TV like it's Christmas morning here. The family's family's like, you know, in the the living room and kitchen, yenting it up. And I I go (laughs) off to the den to watch football. (laughs) It's usually my cousin. You know, my cousin might be in there. You know, maybe my brother. But I, I, you know, it's not going to be many people. But Get the DVR set up. Oh, man, that'll be great. I'm rooting we, for it. I hope it happens. We need the Lions to have the lead. Um, and I just want to hear what Romo says in response to whatever it is that Jim said. That would be funny. And then uh, <laughs> you, you put Romo on the map before he became Romo. He should shout you out, too. Well, he, he, he's he been good to me. Um, yeah. The Giants losing to the Lions. I mean, to the Lions just really took such lust, t- took such uh a lot of momentum away from the Thanksgiving game now. You thought if the Giants could have beaten the Lions, I mean, then the Cowboys go out there and just bludgeon the, the Vikings. It, that game lost a little bit of juice, unfortunately. It's still be a good game. I'll be locked in, but it lost a little bit of juice. Agreed 100%. I was saying that it was basically my theme all last week during the radio shows leading up to this game against the Lions. It's not a huge game against the Lions, but it was an important game to be that piece to their puzzle to, okay, here we are, eight and two, going into right. that game. Now show us what you're made of. And unfortunately, it got destroyed by Detroit. But the funny look, thing the, is, good. Well, I was just gonna say division game. Giants haven't been on. You know, the thank, Giants Thanksgiving game against Cowboys. You know, Giants still have a good record. Plus, you look at the slate. You know, Bills lines is not as bad as we thought initially. Vikings Patriots a very good game later on. That's, That's where I was going. I'm very. I I I I really like the night game there. With the with the Patriots and Vikings, I think that'll be. I, I mean, the Patriot offense is is hard to watch, but it will be interesting to see what Belichick comes up with against the the Viking offense. A Viking short week, everyone's going to be down on them. Yeah, too early for me right now, but my gut would be to go the other way. Every, you're right; everybody's going to be yeah. anti Vikings. I don't think New England can compete with their offense when they're clicking. The funny thing is that. I hate that the Giants lost to the Lions because I wanted them to have all that momentum for the mm-hmm. Thanksgiving game and make it this big end. But in college, I'm the opposite. Like I was rooting so hard for TCU, Michigan, and Ohio State to all lose this week, and they all won. So because I like the anarchy in, in college, but not happening. Um, with Thanksgiving here, I got to ask you: you're you're the biggest Adam Sandler fan that I know. What song do you like better? The, Thanksgiving song or the Hanukkah song? Um, great question. Probably, I, I as much as I want to say the Thanksgiving Day song, and I think it's funnier. I would say the better song is the Hanukkah song. That is the correct answer. Yeah, the I don't even know if it's close. Like I enjoy the Thanksgiving Day song; it's funny, but the better song is the Hanukkah song. Yeah, turkey, turkey. Yeah, the Hanukkah song is much more creative. Much turkey for favorite. me, turkey for you. I mean, he turkey song is funny, but the other one is very good. I mean, yeah. it's it's much more creative. Um, and he's got <laughs> you know, he's got Rod Carew in there in the in the. Hunt I know that what is do you true. Need? 
We play that right. every year at Christmas. That that makes the Christmas song rotation for sure. Yeah, that's a great song. All right. Before we let everyone go here, we're gonna read some reviews because we've gotten some really good reviews lately. Pod's been doing great. Guests have been good. I appreciate the review. If I if I spend five minutes on here begging for reviews, then I get reviews. So that's what happened. So right. Even though people listening to this are probably listening to it over Thanksgiving break, leave a review if you can. All right, here that's we go. Like, that's like me with the callers on the overnight sometimes, 3 a.m., nobody's calling. I'm like, look, I'm not talking to myself here. I'll quit if I have to. Phone start lighting up. People stop calling. Pity always works. Pity <laughs> yeah, always works. Please call me. I need you. All right, let's read some of these reviews here. We've got Solzy1954, excellent work. Very entertaining, enjoyable, like the honesty that Jimmy brings, whether it's a popular take or not. Also like the pop references like Seinfeld and others. Look forward to Thursday. Appreciate that. Larry Pig. How does Sal not drink coffee? He works the overnight. Unreal. Been listening for years. Great guest and can't get enough of Mad Dog choking. Keep it up. You never drank coffee ever, right? No, I'm not a coffee guy. No. Now, what do you What do you do for energy? Like, if you need a little pick me up, I'll have some. I'll have some peanuts or like a protein bar. What the fuck? <laughs> Pe- peanuts for a pick for for a pick me up? I don't do caffeine, so I'm not. I'm not gonna have a. Yeah, I know you don't drink or, soda. Yeah, no soda, no energy drinks. I've tried them occasionally, but they didn't. They didn't do it for me. They taste good, a, but do you ever drink tea? Not during an overnight, no. Only if like I need my throat is having an issue. Never so, you So you're screaming and yelling like an animal at 3 a.m. with no caffeine, no coffee, no tea. All natural. Just, just peanuts. All natural. <laughs> Protein bars and, <laughs> oh my. and water. That's it. Just water. I'd like yeah. to see what would happen if you had a cup of coffee. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, no, I don't know. I probably get fired. I mean, the, <laughs> co- the the caffeine coffee stimulant thing is complete bullshit. Well, wait, I just—it's complete bullshit with me. I can drink a cup of regular coffee, caffeinated, not decaf, regular caffeinated at eleven, and be sleeping by eleven fifteen. It has no effect on me. But I need it in the morning because if I don't drink it, I get a headache. I get the withdrawal headache. So it's, you, know. you know, you know what freaked me out years ago? You know, we're like Red Bull and vodka, and I know it's yeah, so yeah. popular. I guess, <laughs> but when we were going out. And I would have a couple of those. I couldn't like I was jittery the whole night, and I don't yeah, I, I don't like I can, that. I want to be able to go home and pass out. So. I can imagine. I can see that. Hey, Doug Gottlieb here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making the now perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design. The Tundra combines the raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. With the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower further than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma. Delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style, the new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. With new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. 
Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Oh, it's such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for 40% off site-wide and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for 40% off site-wide at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. All right, we got another review here. Italian Meatball. As someone who's been in the business since 1994 and a media nerd, Jimmy's conversations are revealing and entertaining. Throw in Sal and the Curb Seinfeld references, and there you have a winning formula. Keep up the great work. Personal note, I loved hearing Jim Nance drop my na- my dear friend Dan Weinberg's name. We started together as young, un- underpaid production assistants at ESPN. Our whole group, Danny, was going up places. People like all the Seinfeld and Curb references. It's like, I think I referenced them, and I don't even think about it. It's just... Right. Like I, this afternoon, I have, I was eating some soup. I'm a huge soup fan, by the way. Hmm. Huge what's soup your go, fan. Well, like, what's your go-to? Do you have a specific? I, I'm a big beef barley or chicken rice, you know, hmm. vegetable, tomato. I don't like the chowders. But every time I have soup, I've never, I, like, I'll have soup three, four, five times a week. And every single time, I think of when Elaine says, but did he crumble crackers in it? When they were trying to figure out if the banya outing with Jerry was a meal or not because all he had was soup. <laughs> and Banya says, this doesn't count as the as the meal and the outing because I didn't eat food. I just had soup. And Jerry says, soup is the meal. And Elaine says, did he, crumble cracker, did he crumble crackers <laughs> in it? And the way Julia Louis Dreyfus delivered that line, as always with her, was perfection. Uh, that's right. great. Dave MCN. You cranky bastard. Love the pod. Could give a crap about wrestling, but great New York focus. Respect the love for Howard and really appreciate how you're willing to go toe-to-toe with Russo and other big names. Oh, and Sal, good too. Keep it up. And Swiss Miss is cheap crap. So that reference is when Kevin Clark was on the podcast. Kevin wants hot chocolate to be like the number two beverage in America behind coffee. And he doesn't feel like another pe- enough people appreciate hot chocolate. And I said, I drink Swiss Miss hot chocolate every now and again. This guy's trying to be fancy because it's, you know, like a dollar at ShopRite for the Swiss Miss, but it does the trick. Dan Corrado, huge SI Media Podcast fan. Jimmy asked for reviews, so I'm happy to contribute. No complaints to Levy here. Jimmy is my guy and Sal is awesome, even though he's a bigger fan of Matt Ryan than Matty Ice's father. (laughs) Love Matt Ryan. Looked good again this past weekend. Well, I mean, relatively. All right. This one I cannot wait to read from Astoli. 
I've been really impressed with the quality of the podcast lately, and I think there's two primary reasons why. One, little to no talk of wrestling. And two, Sal's attitude these days. First, the wrestling talk, which is the Thursday night football segment of this otherwise high-quality podcast. It just doesn't move the needle, and like, and just like Amazon's Thursday night football ratings, neither is real. And now to Sal, who seems much happier these days, even though the Mets season came to a disappointing end. It is possible he's grateful he came out of the whole jinxing the Mets hope situation relatively unscathed and has a new outlook on life. Anyways, keep up the good work. Un- Sal, unscathed? Did you see yeah. my mentions? For God's sake, unscathed. <laughs> yeah, he's got a better attitude because he's scarred. He's he's in he's he has trauma. That's why he has a better attitude. He's shaken to the core. Yeah, right. Exactly. I, I don't know why. I mean, I feel like I've had the same attitude. Maybe it's less busy to a certain extent I think, without baseball. Season. I think. I think you're less stressed when the baseball season is over. The baseball season, you've got to watch 162 games. You, you got to do your. Sh- I mean, now, I mean, listen, you got to watch other sports now without the Mets, but you're inve- you're way same. more invested in the Mets, personally yeah, and professionally. Plus, yeah. And plus, that means also way less invested in Twitter in the baseball offseason because there's just right. less things for me to care about. So. There's a, sure way, there's a sure way to lessen your stress is to get. Yeah, you're not kidding. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Jake B in Buffalo listener for years. Love Sal and Jimmy bring on even more wrestling talk. The bipolar <laughs> with the listeners is just hopefully you can convince rock and Larry David to be on the show someday. Maybe Larry. I don't think the rock's going to happen. Hey, do you watch that? The young rock show. I just watched it again once in a while. Night. I'll watch an episode. I don't watch uh, every episode. It's so good. The, the way they do the old school wrestlers and tell the story, it's so yeah. good. I don't know if I've ever said this on the pod, but I thought I had Larry at one point when the last season came out. There were talks. There were negotiations. They were interested. It ended up not happening. So maybe if, when the next season comes out, we can pull The Rock's not going to do it. Um only thing I'm tired of on the pod is the complaining about streaming and changing the channel. Not even that I disagree, just tired of hearing about it. Keep up the great work. That's fair. It's a very fair. Agreed. That's fair. I, I'm not going to. Very fair. Cam football guy. This is the last one. The show is going downhill. Love the show and interviews, but I can't make it through the train of thought segment anymore. If I wanted to tune into that style of sports conversations, I tune into all the morons on the radio. Now. Yeah. You know, I guess he's calling you a moron, but I feel like we don't even talk about sports in this segment. I don't understand that. (laughs) Cam football guy. Are you going to go block him on Twitter? No, I just, I don't football guy. I can't say what I'm thinking about you, but just know what I'm thinking. See, you get, why do you, why does that, (laughs) why does that bother you? I need to know. Why does that bother you? It's a personal attack. Come on. No, it's If you don't like like it, don't listen. Like, I mean, come on. This stupid radio guy's like. He left five stars. That's so all that matters. You leave five stars, I'm going to read it, even if you call Sal. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I don't. I just didn't like the tone of it. If you don't like me, that's fine. Unfortunately, you know that, that's part of it. I don't. I don't mind the tone of it. I don't think he. No, I don't think he. He's not calling you out specifically. He's saying he doesn't like our sports conversations. Right. But I feel but like we the, don't even talk about sports that much. But. but but uh, agreed. But what about the dumb, what was the dumb radio guy comment? Like that's disrespectful to talk radio, which I know a lot of people feel like that, even in the business. And I find that offensive, highly offensive because they well, can't do a lot of people that critique. They can't do. It's not just somebody yelling on the microphone for five hours, believe it or not. It's difficult. 
Well, I think the problem is, and this is a problem with anything, when you gen- when you do a general lump of quote sports radio, there's good sports ta- there's good sports radio and there's atrocious sports radio. So Agreed. I think so. His comment was, if I wanted to tune into that style of sports conversation, I tune in to all the morons on the radio. You see, that's where it, where it bothered me. All the morons on the radio. I mean, well, there's a, but there are a lot of morons on the radio. Uh, fair enough. I mean, I that's, can't, I can't I, argue that. But that's that's what I don't like about the whole broad sports talk radio. There's good and there's bad. It's like anything. Right. However, you talk to one regularly on this podcast. Like, this is not lumping in. This is I a specific one. I don't think he meant... I think he was saying he doesn't like the sports conversations that you and I have. Or he doesn't like our sports takes. And he's That's saying, like, if I wanted right. bad sports takes, I'd put on sports talk. Yeah, you know, he's making that general. Maybe, all right, maybe I was being sensitive. To, maybe I was being sensitive to it. That's fine. I mean, don't sit here and try to tell me you think all sports talk radio is good. No, I hate most of it. <laughs> <laughs> I always say, there you go. I don't listen to. I don't listen to sports talk radio. I do sports talk radio, but what, I do I mean, think. I, I, I do think you hit to it all the time. I loved it. Come on, you hit on something that I would imagine for you has got to be frustrating in that. People just look at the sports take or sports opinion part of sports talk radio. They don't understand the putting together an opening monologue, the commercials, the keeping the call. Like no one's ever going to give you credit for that unless they're in the business. Like outside of the business, they're just they're never going to understand what that is. Right. The ability to entertain an audience for five hours by yourself, in particular, in my case, on the overnights. Uh, find me something that's more challenging. Now, I can't do what Keith Olbermann does or what Jim Nance does, but I'm not so sure those guys can do what I can do on the radio. So it's a different skill set, and I get that it gets a bad rap, and I understand why, but you're right. There is there is a skill level that goes into it. It's not just yeah. loudmouth moron yelling into the radio. You got to, you know, th- there are some people who actually work at it and are thoughtful. Yeah. It. I think, I, you know, the criticisms I think are more about just the people who say things just to get a rise out of people and don't even mean it. And, and I hate that, that myself. But, right. But that's not limited to sports or talk radio. I mean, that's on the internet. That's in blogs, columns, Twitter. Yeah. yeah everything. Right. Yeah. So that's, you know, but the default is to, you know, all yeah. right. Sorry we ended on screw that. Screw that note, guy I, anyways. I, screw him. That's what I'm Don't <laughs> screw him. He left five stars. <laughs> and he listens to the interviews. So no, we got to keep him. Re- Listen. See, this is the thing. There were like four reviews in there. Love Sal. Love Sal. Love Sal. And uh, that one there, you're going to. No. Brush it off. Right. Remember no, what the other it. guy said? Sal's got a better attitude now. Right. So. Right. Until until I get a message like that. No. I, I'm just kidding around. It is. It's fine. I get it. Do That's you. Do you purposely eat less on Wednesday to prepare for Thursday? A hundred percent. Yeah. Matter of fact, this whole week, like I was like, I got to get my ass back to the gym this week because I know what's coming on Thursday. Like it is a buildup. And it's not just Thursday. It's the leftovers, Friday, Saturday. Mom, don't make as much this year. I don't want any leftover. Everything's leftover. I'm eating it the next, the whole weekend. It's ridiculous. So yes, hundred percent. I'm much more aware of what I'm putting in my body a week before, let alone the day before. Interesting. You see, you you change your diet before the before the big day. I ate horribly last week, but the last three four days I've I've eaten better. But there's a part of me that's like you know if you go into Thursday on like a very good clean healthy eating streak 
you're going to destroy your system. It's almost like you got to eat badly leading up to Thursday yeah. to prepare the system for what's about to happen. Right. A little bad Tuesday, a little but worse yeah, on Wednesday. I don't. I don't eat bad foods necessarily on Thursday. It's more about the quantity. Right. I mean, I usually have like one or two pieces of turkey for tradition. Right. And then like eight pounds of mashed potatoes and seven pounds of stuffing. Do, do we I don't still need any, need- I don't, I don't need dessert. I don't care about the pies. Like people are going to, I like, I just give me the food. Give me the meal. The, the sides are the best. Like I even told my mom, do we need to do turkey? Oh my God. Like, like oh, you yeah. can't live if we don't make turkey. Nobody likes the fucking turkey. Nobody eats the turkey. Yeah, but he, There's yeah, a but big see, plate of turkey left. Nobody cares. No, I have big, big beef with people like you. I understand that turkey is not that good. No one's saying turkey is delicious. Oh, I, no one's saying turkey. Cooking. But for the tradition of Thanksgiving, you put a stupid bird on the table and you, that's what you do on Thanksgiving. These people who start... You didn't do it, but there's a lot of people. I mean, I didn't like your attitude there. Don't get me wrong. But there's a lot of people who start with, we don't even have a turkey. We don't even, we do it. We do a roast beef. We don't even, listen, then you're an idiot. It's Thanksgiving. It's once a year. Take the dead bird, put it in the oven and throw it on the table and throw some gravy over it. And it's fine. Don't act like there you're is, above the turkey. I'm not above the turkey, but it's a waste. And here's the other perspective. Like I'm looking at it, my mom who's trying to do everything. And she still thinks that we have 30 people coming over right. when it's just like six of us. She's getting the 30 pound turkey or the 25 pound turkey. I'm like, mom, nobody eats it. And yeah, then but, she's got to lift the thing and cook the thing. And now I'm right. being put out because of it. Guess All what? Right, get a 10 pound turkey, cook it, yeah. may have the smell. Nobody's going to eat it anyway. Well, the same thing goes on in my family. It's an Italian thing. My, my fam, my aunt who hosts Thanksgiving, my dad, they do Christmas. My aunt, they think that if they ran out of, let, let's say all the mashed potatoes were gone, or let's say all the stuff, they think the cops are going to come arrest them and take them to jail. That, like, it, I don't know. Like, they, they, the thought of them not having the, like, running out of something gives them the shakes. Right. It's ridiculous. They do the right. same and thing. So this, it's the same, the same issue. Stuffing for days. Yeah, you're exactly right. It's just way too much. That's what I just me. don't listen. Again, I'm not a turkey. I'm not a huge turkey guy. But the disrespect for the turkeys, it's a little <laughs> out of control. That's all I got is it's Thanksgiving. You have a turkey. Oh, God. All right, Sam. Enjoy it. We'll see you next week. All right. Happy Thanksgiving. The the games and the food. All right. Goodbye. All right. My thanks to Kevin Burkhart and Sal Licata. Hope you all enjoyed it. Hope you all have a great, great Thanksgiving. If you get any time, give a subscribe to the SI Media Podcast. Very important. And then leave a review. We'll read it here like we did this week. If you missed any recent episodes, dip into the archives, check them out. Joe Buck was on the pod last week, Kevin Clark two weeks ago, Jim Nance, Chris Maddog, Russo, Dan Levitard, all recent guests on the SI Media Podcast. So give those a listen, subscribe, rate, and review. And uh, most importantly, have a very, very great, healthy, happy Thanksgiving. And uh, we'll see you next week right here on the SI Media Podcast. Stay safe and take care. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-Fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's Unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store.
Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hi, I'm Gabby Reese. Join me and my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, on our journey with Laird Superfood. From our kitchen to yours, we've crafted delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and so much more using high-quality functional ingredients. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 for 20% off your first order.